The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Here's the news. China has exported over 16,000 online literary works by the end of last year, reaching more than 150 million readers outside China. That's according to a report released by the China Writers Association. Asia is the region where online Chinese literature is disseminated most widely, with Southeast Asia accounting for about 40% of overseas dissemination. The report says that the majority of overseas readers in the Asian region are under the age of 35, with their generation born after 1995 being the main force. So far, over 6,000 online Chinese literature titles have been published as paperbacks in the overseas Asia market, and the number of translated works exceeds 9,000. Hu Bangsheng from the China Writers Association says that online literature should fully leverage its advantages in dissemination and promote the export of more high-quality online literary works that embody the spirit and values of China. This is Special English. A 176-qubit quantum computing platform named Zhu Chongzhi are now available online for global users, which is expected to push forward the development of quantum computing hardware and its ecosystem. That is according to the Center for Excellence in Quantum Information and Quantum Physics under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Zhu Xiaobo, chief engineer of the project and professor at the University of Science and Technology of China, said that the research team improved the 66-qubit chip of Zhu Chongzhi 2 by adding control interfaces of 110 coupled qubits, allowing users to manipulate 176 quantum bits. Zhu Chongzhi 2 is a 66 qubit programmable quantum computing system made in 2021, which can perform large-scale random quantum circuits sampling about 10 million times faster 
than the fastest supercomputer at that time. Zhu adds that the platform aims to reach the advanced global level in key design indicators, such as connectivity, fidelity, and interference time. Peng Chengzhi, executive vice director of the project, says that the platform is open to global users. And the public can experience simple quantum computing programming and image experiments. Industry users can explore new applications by remote access to quantum computers. Peng says the platform welcomes more users to use and experience. Quantum computing, which can drive forward the whole field, Peng adds that they plan to connect several high-performance quantum computers to the platform in the future to keep it backed up and updated at a world-class level. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo says the city plans to ban single-use plastic when it holds the 2024 Olympic Games as part of efforts to tackle a global plastic pollution crisis. Hidalgo has told a press conference at a session of the International Forum of Mayors Against Plastic Pollution that they have decided to make the Olympic Games the first major event without single-use plastic. Visitors to temporary Olympics competition sites in the French capital will be admitted only without plastic bottles. Coca-Cola, the American beverage giant and designated sponsor of the Paris Olympics, will distribute its products in reusable glass bottles and more than 200 soda fountains. Which will be redeployed after the games. Reusable cups will also be used for refreshments during the Olympics marathon. Hidalgo's office said in a statement announcing the Olympics single-use plastic ban that plastic waste remains a major global issue as each year. Fourteen thousand mammals and one point four million seabirds are killed due to the ingestion of plastic waste, according to Paris2024.org. The ban aims to have the emissions arising in relation to the games. Paris 2024 organizers said they had. Actively chosen to minimize environmental impact by using 95% of existing 
or temporary venues. The organizers said that reducing the number of new build projects means they are able to significantly restrict the carbon footprint and give center stage to the wealth of French architecture by transforming Paris's most stunning landmarks into sporting arenas. According to Paris2024.org, other initiatives include using 100% renewable energy during the games, the circular economy, sustainable food sourcing, responsible digital technology, clean mobility solutions for the Olympic fleet, as well as public transport and environmentally friendly means of transport for spectators. This is Special English. I was born on the 17th of November. Delve into a world of words with books and beyond. A podcast made especially for audiobook lovers. I came into the world as the youngest of five children. I wondered what Her Majesty would be like. Fie upon you, limpid one. Why have you taken... Immerse yourself in gripping stories and timeless classics from the comfort of your own personal space. Sun Tzu underlined three points on the context game initiative. There was no better wine and not to mention... Whether you're a bookworm or a casual listener, our carefully curated selection of audiobooks will transport you to new worlds and stir your imagination. Subscribe to Books and Beyond and start your audiobook adventure now on radio.cgtn.com or your favorite podcast app. Join our global network to connect with the world. Follow us at CGTN Radio on Facebook or Twitter, or visit us at radio.cgtn.com. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. New Zealand now has fewer sheep than any time in the last 170 years. That is according to data released by its statistics department, Stats NZ. The country once had enough sheep to provide a small flock for every person, with the ratio peaking at 22 sheep for every human in the early 1980s. But with international wool markets in long decline and forestry emerging as a more lucrative use of the land, sheep numbers in New Zealand have been declining. According to Stats NZ's General Manager of Economic and Environment Insights, the national sheep flock tallied 25.3 million in June last year. This was a drop of 400,000 sheep compared with the previous year, 
representing a 2% decrease. Despite total sheep numbers continuing to fall, there were 22 million lambs tallied in the 2021 through 2022 year, still a substantial number. There may be fewer sheep in New Zealand, but the value of their meat is rising. Kevin Mortensen, regional manager with PGG Wrightson, said a fat lamb, for example, is now sold at seven US dollars, seventy cents a kilo, while it was sold at four point five to five US dollars a kilo, about five or ten years ago. From a peak of 70 million sheep in the 1980s, there is now only 25 million, and some fear that a new methane emissions tax on farm animals will convince more farmers to plant trees instead. The falling value of wool is another key issue. And many farmers are now losing money for shearing their sheep. The focus now is on producing high-quality lambs for growing markets like China, which buys more than 50% of New Zealand's lamb and mutton. Paul Bro, manager of Rabobank Agribusiness. Said that China is becoming a bigger market every year, and more discerning. Adding that China is now demanding premium product, which is also part of New Zealand's aim to become more sustainable. New Zealand's sheep exports are still worth around three billion U.S. dollars a year. But if their numbers keep declining, there could be a time when the people finally outnumber the sheep. This is special English. The latest archaeological discoveries of the Shang Dynasty, particularly the achievements at the most abundant site. The Jaigou site, which is located in Shanxi Province on the Jinshan Plateau, was revealed at a progress meeting held by the National Cultural Heritage Administration in Beijing. The site is the largest in scale and richest in artifacts among all the known Shang Dynasty sites. And is the only one of its kind in northern China. The Jaigou site in Yulin City in northwest China's Shanxi Province is situated in the heartland of the northern Shanxi Lowest Plateau. The site has revealed a large area of rammed earth structures, large-scale tombs. Pottery kilns, as well as other diverse remains, 
scattered across eleven neighboring hills. Nine groups of high-ranking noble tombs have been discovered, including three groups of large tombs with the shape of the Chinese character Jia. For the first time on the Jinshan Plateau, chariot and horse remains from the late Shang Dynasty have been found. Providing crucial evidence for exploring the emergence of chariots in China, numerous bronze chariots and horses, jade artifacts, bone tools, lacquerware, and oracle bones found at the site reflect the economic and cultural progress of the Loess Hill region. During the Shang Dynasty, as well as the impact of the Shang Dynasty on the area, the discovery of the central settlement and large tombs at Jai Gou has provided a clear archaeological context for the bronze artifact assemblages, which have been continually unearthed. In the Loess Hill region, over the past few decades, the archaeological work has preliminarily revealed the highly developed bronze civilization in northern Shanxi during the late Shang Dynasty, far beyond previous understanding. Shanxi's Shang Dynasty archaeology. Plays a significant role in exploring the political and geographical structure of the local Shang states, and understanding the cultural exchange and interactions between the central plains and the border regions at the time. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. In late spring and early summer each year, tens of millions of butterflies gracefully emerge from their chrysalises in the Butterfly Valley in southwest China's Yunnan Province. For butterfly expert Yang Junwen, it is the busiest time of the year, but one he greets with great. Enthusiasm. Before the break of dawn, Yang has already arrived at the observation point, diligently tending to the needs of the awakening butterflies. With utmost care, he sprays nutrient solutions to nourish these delicate creatures. All the while sharing his wisdom on butterfly conservation with tourists, who are captivated by the enchanting butterfly explosion, forty-six-year-old Yang, serving as the curator of the Butterfly Valley Museum, said that due to warmer temperatures, the butterfly explosion this year. Occurred 
slightly earlier than usual, and the size of the butterflies is larger than in previous years. The museum sits in Jinping Miao, Yao, and Dai Autonomous County, in Honghe Hani and Yi Autonomous Prefecture. Yang expects that there will be about 80 million to 100 million butterflies in the valley during this year's butterfly explosion, which is estimated to last. Until around June 10th. According to Yang, in the valley, more than 320 butterfly species have been identified in specimens or photographs, including the rarest, most primitive, largest, and smallest butterflies in China. Zhou Shui Song. An expert in animal and plant protection at Southwest Forestry University affirms that the Butterfly Valley maintains a warm and humid climate throughout the year, with a forest coverage rate of 70% and an altitude ranging from 105 meters. To 3,012 meters, Joe said that such a diverse ecosystem provides an ecological environment suitable for butterflies. This is special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap. I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo says the city plans to ban single-use plastics when it holds its 2024 Olympic Games as part of efforts to tackle a global plastic pollution crisis. Hidalgo has told a press conference at a session of the International Forum of Mayors Against Plastic Pollution. That they have decided to make the Olympic Games the first major event without single-use plastic. Visitors to temporary Olympics competition sites in the French capital will be admitted only without plastic bottles. Coca-Cola, the American beverage giant and designated sponsor of the Paris Olympics, will distribute its products in reusable glass bottles and more than 200 soda fountains, which will be redeployed after the games. Reusable cups will also be used for refreshments during the Olympics marathon. Hidalgo's office said in a statement announcing the Olympics single-use plastic ban that plastic waste remains a major global issue as each year 14,000 mammals and 1.4 billion seabirds are killed due to the ingestion of plastic waste. According to Paris2024.org, the ban aims to have the emissions arising in relation to the games. Paris 2024 organizers said. They have actively chosen to minimize environmental impact by using 95% of existing or temporary venues. The organizers said that reducing the number of new-built projects means they are able to significantly restrict the carbon footprint and give center stage to the wealth of French architecture by transforming Paris's most stunning landmarks into sporting arenas. According to Paris2024.org, other initiatives include using 100% renewable energy during the games. The circular economy, sustainable food sourcing, responsible digital technology, 
clean mobility solutions for the Olympic fleet, as well as public transport and environmentally friendly means of transport for spectators. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. Thank you.